We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast, and I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest, who you know, who you love, Zach Kelberman. Zach, we have a lot to get into tonight, but first things first, the uh, most breaking news as it relates to the Denver Broncos is Christian Parker. He's taken his talents to Philly to go reunite with Vic Fangio. And from what we can, we've learned so far, it's not a promotion. What the heck is going on? Why is he going to Philly and why did the Broncos allow him to leave? Well, it seemed like it was a matter of when and not if Chad, he was going to leave Denver for greener pastures and, and literally in this case, greener pastures with the Eagles but we have to remember that CP interviewed for the Patriots DC job. He interviewed for the Packers DC job. So it seemed like maybe the Broncos were bracing for Parker to get away. We don't know his exact title yet, but like you said, it could be a lateral move. It's a big loss for Denver regardless because of the work he did with the defensive backs, with the secondary um, last season, you could point to a downturn, but I think that was more VJ scheme oriented. Regardless, they're going to have to fill a position on VJ staff this season. Yeah, I mean, I guess, Zach, there's a reason why he's such a hot commodity around the NFL. But if you look at, <clears throat> pardon me, Parker's, the skins that are on Parker's wall. I mean, Patrick Sertan and his kind of short microwave development, right? He, he turns in a Pro Bowl caliber rookie season, obviously uh, doesn't get voted to the Pro Bowl, but bona fide Pro Bowler, nay, all pro, nay, best corner in the NFL in year two. Takes a little bit of a step back but in, in year three, but not one that we could really point to as some big demarcation from what he had uh, produced here to four. And, but that's not it. You know, you've got uh, Jaquan McMillan. I mean, there are some skins. Justin Simmons continuing to make hay. Uh, P.J. Locke's emergence this past season. So it does feel like it's going to be a bit of a loss. But as you say, V.J.'s expertise is secondary. So at least there's that hope that uh, – you know, it'll be mitigated somewhat losing Parker. 
And even Caden Stearns looked pretty good under Parker's watch before the injuries took hold. Uh, even Damari Mathis, Chad, looked good in 2022, except for that one game. He had a horrible 2023, but again, I think it's more VJ scheme-oriented. Christian Parker is one of the hottest names in league circles. He was a rising assistant for years. I'm not surprised, though it does sting that he uh, he's officially gone. It'll be interesting to see how the Broncos roll with those particular punches. Some Some hellos here. We got the Papa Bear, David McElrath. Uh, jumping in early and breaking the ice, as it were, on Super Chat. David, so good to see you, big dog. Appreciate you and all that you do to support us and, and keep the conversation going every single night. It says, good evening, Broncos country. Zach, Dylan, Deacon, Scott, forgets your boy. You forgot your boy? I mean, what am I going to do here? David, we love you. Thank you, big dog. Buckham, indeed. Uh, much love and respect. Um, early birds. David Yunkin. We see you, Jeff Dub, DTR, uh, Lawrence Rivera, early bird on Facebook out of the gates. Uh, I see string guy. I see a lot of the regulars. Awesome to be with everybody. Uh, okay, Zach, first things first, beyond this conversation of uh, Christian Parker, and guys, we want to hear what you think about the Broncos losing Parker. And it's not, it's unusual. Let, let me just put it this way it's, it's unusual for a team to allow a, any assistant coach, by the way, let alone a coveted kind of up-and-comer. I mean, the Broncos did invest in Parker. They sent him to that program. Uh, the Accelerator Program? Sent him to the Accelerator Program. They could have sent a lot of different op uh, candidates to that. They sent him. It's very rare to see a team allow an assistant coach to depart for any job uh, that is not a clear and obvious promotion. So I'm going – why? Why did the Broncos let him go? It's kind of a head scratcher. You mentioned one reason possibly is reuniting with Vic Fangio where CP kind of got his start and, and cut his teeth and made his bones. Uh, maybe there was a dispute behind the scenes between what they want to do on defense and what Parker's done. Um, but we were also talking about before we went on, it's not unprecedented for a, a team to allow a lateral move. The Chiefs uh, let Eric Bieniemy get away to go to Washington, where he was in the, the OC. He called plays in Washington, but it happens sometimes. Unfortunately, the Broncos did lose one of, if not their most coveted assistant on the entire coaching staff. Then there's the inverted <clears throat> version of that, and that's the uh, what was it, circa 2015 Cincinnati Bengals, unwilling to let Vance Joseph out of his contract as their secondary coach for a clear promotion as his as a defensive coordinator of the Denver Broncos under Gary Kubiak. That was Kubiak's first choice, Zach, back in 2015. VJ, who was a former quality control guy slash secondary, went on to become secondary guy under him in Houston. That was his first choice. The Brown family said, no, we're not going to let you out of it. Broncos ended up hiring Wade Phillips, and it worked out for the best in the short term. Eventually, though, the Broncos did get Vance Joseph uh, in the house. It didn't pan out so well. No, it did not. Your daily reminder, the Broncos could have had Kyle Shanahan, but unfortunately, Joe Ellis. <laughs> Indeed, Joe Ellis. Uh, let's see, Lawrence, we got The Rock checking in. What's up, dude? So good to see you. The mayor of our community, especially on Facebook. Much love and respect, guys. Much more to get into. Before, though, we got to remind you, all right, Little Caesars, the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, it knows football fans love a great game obviously, and a great deal. So tossing out our Little Caesars, a challenge, and they're calling it Pick 6 
for slices and sticks if there is a pick six during Super Bowl 58, which is coming up, guys. It's coming up at the end of this week. Fans who accepted the challenge on the Little Caesars app get a free slices and sticks, period. Yeah, listen up, Broncos country. We have partnered with NFL legend Derek Brooks of the Tampa Bay Bucks because he knows all about the pick six, having returned one during Super Bowl 37. That play led to a 44-yard touchdown and a dub for the Bucks. So accept the challenge today and win some pizza. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I wonder how much of this, the Broncos being willing to let Parker go, has to do, and it's not a obvious promotion. I mean, we don't know exactly yet what the role is. Um, it's still unspecified. But I wonder, Zach, how much of it has to do with the uh, relationship Sean Payton has with Vic Fangio. Like if Vic Fangio was like, hey, man, I really want him, or or even Parker going to Sh Sean Payton and saying, hey, I just really want to go continue learning from Vic and I feel like it's going to help me X, Y, Z, da, 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 da. You know, I interviewed for the Packers DC job, didn't get it. I interviewed for who, who's the other Patriots didn't get it. I feel like I need to go back, work with Vic and the next time around da, da, da. and Sean Payton being Sean Payton and having a friendship with Vic is like, well, if it was anyone but Vic, Oh, all right. I don't know. I would think in the NFL, Zach, that those kind of considerations take a back 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 seat to the uh you know immediate demands of winning right now and what's best for me and what's best for our team right now not Vic Fangio but I do wonder I would hope it didn't go down like that because the Broncos defense uh, from the coaching staff perspective got worse tonight losing Christian Parker it wouldn't be the first time it wouldn't surprise me if loyalty played a part look at Ajiro Evero and Nathaniel Hackett I, I just we're speculating. It could be something behind the scenes. I saw a comment that maybe uh, CP and VJ didn't get along and they didn't have the same vision. We don't know, but I'm sure that detail will come out in due time. Um, Before I turn to this Kirk Cousin business, Mike Edel jumping in with a hello on Super Chat. Thank you, Mike. So good to see you tonight. Uh, go MHH, Broncos country. Go Broncos. Happy Monday right back at you. Uh, okay, Zach. So not to say that like Kirk Cousins to Denver was some big, you know, rumor that had been being spread around the senior bowl or anything like that. I mean, the overarching buzz coming out of the senior bowl week was the idea of Sean Payton and the Broncos looking to be aggressive potentially in the draft and maybe trade up, not free agency, but Kirk Cousins is arguably the number one free agent name uh, at quarterback this year. 
coming off an injury, Achilles. For those who may have been wondering whether or not Sean Payton could make some hay or pursue anyway, uh, Kirk Cousins, which, by the way, I think it would be a great fit. I could see Sean Payton making a lot of hay with a quarterback like Kirk Cousins. Um, Woody Page, longtime insider in Denver, kind of kiboshed that, threw a wet blanket on the idea of Kirk Cousins ever coming to Denver. Here's what he said in a column, quote, the Broncos will not pursue Kirk Cousins because that ship sailed years ago when John Elway did not bring back Mike Shanahan but contemplated signing the quarterback fleetingly before hearing his sticker price, which, what was it, Zach, $30 million a year, fully guaranteed over three. Uh, Cousins, goes. Uh, uh, Paige goes on, is old and injured and wants to finish in Minnesota, closed quote. So he'll turn 36, Will Kirk Cousins, in August. So he's entering his age 36 season, Zach. How uh, heartbroken are you that, Kirk Cousins doesn't seem to be in the Broncos' future. It's a terrific write-up on uh, your part, Chad. I enjoyed your article. I just don't understand why Woody felt compelled to answer a very obvious question. He's not coming here, and he could have ended that sentence at price tag. Kirk Cousins is going to be comparable to what Russell Wilson costs. He's going to be 36 next season, coming off a torn Achilles for an already immobile quarterback. And you mentioned maybe Sean Payton can make some hay with him. Well, we were saying the same exact thing about Russell Wilson, who is also the same age. No, I, I'm a big Kirk Cousins fan, but how many Super Bowls, how many playoff games as he won Minnesota? We already know his ceiling as an NFL quarterback. And I sound like a broken record, but miss me on that. Miss me on all the other veteran reclamation projects, yada, yada. Please, 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 George Payton, Sean Payton, if you're listening, draft a quarterback, please. Yeah, we got to do away with the, I mean, this isn't a shot at Kirk Cousins. And it's true, Zach, you're, you've been one of the, over the years, you've always been an admirer of, of Kirk Cousins' game. I'm a Kirk guy. Uh, yeah, a Kirk guy, bona fide, but you're also a realist, in, especially as it relates to kind of reading the room or let's say, you know, the lay of the land in Denver. And that is the idea of the Broncos being one middle-of-the-road quarterback away from winning at all. That's that just that line of thinking, that philosophy, that outlook, it's so outdated. I mean, it's it's dead. The Broncos, Zach, have tried every which way of of finding the 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 franchise quarterback through the veteran route, from giving out big free agent dollars to making blockbuster trades to even trying like kind of smaller, smaller scale reclamation projects. And I mean, they've tried every which veteran way. It's not to say, Zach, over the years since Peyton retired that the Broncos haven't tried the draft. It's just that the one first-round pick they did put or invest, I should say, in quarterback, not only did it turn out to be a bust, but it was a spectacular flaming bust. Like Paxton Lynch was an utter waste of a pick, an utter waste of time uh, for the Broncos. But still, that can't be something that, that prevents Sean Payton you know, many years later, what are we, seven, eight years down the road from doing what's right and going back to the wealth? You're moving on from Russ. No more cousins, no more bakers, no more Minshews. Shout out Keith Cummings, great article on Minshew today. Time to go back to the wealth. 
Yeah, I'm I'm glad we're in agreement there. And you have to look at it from Cousins' point of view as well. Why would he want to leave Minnesota? That's treated him pretty well financially and personnel-wise and come to Denver. You're losing Justin Jefferson. You're losing TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison, and coming to an uncertain situation in a team go, uh, more than likely going through a rebuild. So um, I appreciate Paige's uh, extent covering the offseason, but yeah, we can lose the uh, Kirk Cousins dream right now. And by the way, guys, it being obviously the fifth day of February, uh, you're probably going, tonight's the night for the jersey raffle for January. Not to disappoint you, but we got to kick that can down the road till Thursday because I spent all weekend traveling and part of today traveling to get back. And we just haven't had time to get those ducks in a row, get everything ready to go. So plan on Thursday night. We'll be doing that uh live raffle for the super chat jerseys uh for the month of january both i guess super chat and on facebook i gotta double check that on facebook to see if we hit the numbers but lawrence brother appreciate you he says can we poach any up-and-coming coaches from michigan uh i mean perhaps zach but i'm not gonna lie to anyone and pretend i'm an expert on the uh coaching staff and the sleepers let alone on the uh, former coaching staff of Jim Harbaugh, Michigan. And, and most of, of which has followed Harbaugh to Los Angeles, and that's where they're going to continue to go. Uh, he's been raiding that coaching staff. And uh, you can maybe poach a former quarterback of the Michigan program, that being J.J. McCarthy, Lawrence, if that you know speaks to your fancy. If not, we have to settle for what the Broncos have uh, already. Um, but yeah, I mean, the idea of looking for that next up and comer though, Lawrence, yes, you know, that was obviously something that Vic Fangio got right. It was Vic Fangio as head coach in Denver that saw something in Parker and brought him here, uh, as a former quality control coach in green Bay. I think he had two years of quality control experience in green Bay. Maybe he had one as a position coach, but I don't think so. So it was Vic that saw that cultivated it kind of helped him turn a corner. I don't fault the dude, Zach, for wanting to reunite with Vic if that was uh, something he was asserting. But for the Broncos to allow it, that's where I'm going. I mean, yeah. everybody in here, why are the Broncos letting him go for something that's not a clear, at least from what the reporting is now, uh, promotion? Good question, man. Wish we knew. Yeah, I'm too naive to think they were just doing what's best for Parker. I, maybe there's something going on behind the scenes, but you know, we'll leave it to the Mike Clisses and the Woody Pages out there to get the full scoop. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. Um, Big Earn, see you in the chat. So good to see you tonight, Big Dog. Always. Broncos country only. That's just the way it is. John Libick on Facebook. What's going on? We see Michaela. Give our best to the little man. I'm sure he's in the room as well with you. Um, now David wants to know on Facebook, so are they going to trade Patrick Sertan? A lot of scuttlebutt on that front. Um, Sertan, the number one and three for top quarterback prospect. Um a lot of scuttlebutt on that front, and it started, Zach, if we, you know, to make sure the provenance on this is clear. It's not just the Broncos, hey, let's trade Patrick Sertan, arguably currently our best player. It's, hey, we want to trade up. It's going to cost an arm and a leg to move up. Uh, this year's first-round pick, next year's first-round pick, second next year, more draft capital perhaps this year. Who knows? And it still probably isn't enough to to pique the interest, Zach, of a Chicago Bears, uh, a New England Patriots, a Washington. But if you throw in Patrick Sertan as a sweetener, perhaps, perhaps there's a way 
And so that got added. Was it Tony Pauline, I think, that broke that as a genuine thing last week? So is it where do you where do you fall on this, Zach? Is it something that fans can realistically anticipate, or do you think that it's a guy who's you know not necessarily plugged in in Denver, kind of jumping to the the far reaches of the logical conclusions if the Broncos are trying to trade up? Well, this is how it would go if they offered the Chicago that. We're, we want to give you Patrick Sertan a first and a third round pick. Uh, hello? Hello? Dial tone. They would not accept, Chad. That would not even start the conversation. That would just elicit laughter from the whole room. It would be multiple first round picks, second, third round picks, and Patrick Sertan to get them to come off Caleb Williams, come off the number one overall pick. It's just simply not happening. Though it's fun to speculate now with CP in Philly, Vic Fangio in Philly, Fangio coach Sertan his rookie year. There were some, I don't want to call them rumors, but kind of uh, speculation that Philly, if they were to make a splash, could be a landing spot for Patrick Sertan. But I feel like, Chad, the only way they're going to move PS2 is to go up in the draft, not downward. Right. Um, I don't know, man. It's just so much scuttlebutt around it. And with the Broncos, in these cases, at least traditionally, this was under different regimes, albeit, but... Usually when there was that much smoke surrounding something, it, it turned out that there was fire as well. Uh, I mean, I go back, Bill Barnwell, not exactly, or Zach, let me put it this way, not traditionally the kind of uh, writer that is um, that succumbs easily to hyperbole or you know lives outside the realm of plausible and realistic. You know, he wrote up last week, what it would take for the Broncos to get the uh, number one overall pick with a, a feasible, let's put it that way, trade package <clears throat> with the Chicago Bears to get move up and get number one. He wrote, uh, here's the proposed trade for number one overall. Patrick Sertan, pick 12 this year, 2025 second and third round picks to move up to number one. And I'm like, that actually, yeah, yes, 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 yes but throw on one more first-round pick, and that's probably what it would take. That was exactly what I was going to say. I, I respect Barnwell. He's almost there, uh, way more so than a uh, – I think it was Bleacher Report, one of their offers they threw out that I got crucified for somehow. But, yeah, it's going to cost you multiple firsts and a star talent like Patrick Sertan just to even entertain that conversation. It's up to you whether you want to pull that – trigger on that trade, but it takes two to tango. I don't think Chicago's, Chicago's coming off of him, Chad. Scott and I talked about this last night. I don't see Chicago passing on Caleb. Sam Bam jumping in with a very generous super chat on uh, a Monday evening here. Thank you, Sam. Really appreciate you. You know this big dog. And uh, Sam's got a jersey coming his way. Sam's got a jersey coming his way. We got to the bottom of that today uh, from uh, a previous giveaway that, that went to the Duchess donated to sam sam was saying one night right hey I've, I've never won one one of these days i'm gonna win one and michaela's like yo i won give it to sam we got that ironed out exactly what jersey so looking forward to getting that out to you sam yeah thank you sam as always you the man um on that same subject though of you know trading up and going back to what woody page <clears throat> pardon me in the uh, column specifically that we were talking about kirk cousins it was all a bunch of background and kind of funneling you down to the bottom line conclusion of the piece, which is Broncos 
I'll quote him. The Broncos brass has only one option. For the first time in the franchise's seven decades, draft a phenomenal quarterback, not a peanut butter cup. I'm not sure exactly what that means, the peanut butter cup thing, but the idea being, hey, you know, you've really only slammed it in the draft once as far as nailing a quarterback in the draft, and you didn't technically draft him, right? John Elway was drafted by the Colts and then immediately traded to the Broncos. You cannot point to a Broncos-drafted quarterback that has gone on to to uh, fully settle in as the future franchise guy. I mean, Tommy Maddox, don't make me laugh. Uh, Jay Cutler could have been, could have, would have, maybe should have in some alternate football universe. Zach, Mike Shanahan isn't fired after after the 2008 season in which Jay Cutler went to the Pro Bowl. He's given another couple of you know bites at the apple, so to speak, to see if he can make hay with this quarterback. He's not only chose but has obviously quickly developed maybe jay cutler goes on to have success in that uh, alternate football universe but who's next after him tim tebow you know one year's worth of success you know okay but a future franchise guy or a guy that established himself as the future nay the next first round pick paxton lynch big swing and a miss a couple of second round guys that you kind of nibble that in brock osweiler and drew Locke. osweiler you know, he did help you win a Super Bowl, but he wasn't the reason you won a Super Bowl. That's what a franchise quarterback is. So the point is, you've never actually had success drafting and developing a quarterback into a franchise guy. Sean Payton now gets the opportunity, Zach, to be the that trailblazer anyway in Denver. And earn his money as this, you know, offensive genius guru who can develop any quarterback and make him successful, I guess, except for Russell Wilson. But I just want to push back against the argument some people have that say, well, the Broncos have never drafted and developed a quarterback successfully. I, I just hate that loser mentality. It's so weak to me, Chad. The Broncos have to keep swinging until they connect on a home run, a grand slam franchise quarterback pick. And I'll make a loose comparison. They whiffed badly on cornerback, if you recall, with uh, Brennan Langley and Isaac Yadam. It didn't stop them from uh, taking Patrick Sertan in the first round in 2021. So just because you have failures doesn't mean you stop and shy away. It's cowardly. Besides, what's the alternative? More middle-of-the-road Band-Aids? No, you got to, you just, same thing when you're teaching, you know, when I'm teaching my two-and-a-half-year-old son, Theo, to swing, to play, you know, it's going to start with T-ball. That one's served right up to him. But when it comes time for the pitching, you got to swing, you know. And if you miss, you learn from that, come back, swing again. Same thing for the Broncos. Mike, jumping in again. Thank, Thank you, my brother. Very generous of you. Much love and respect to a bona fide Super Chat superstar here at MHH. He says the Jags got two firsts and a fourth for Jalen Ramsey from the from the Rams. Wouldn't Patrick Sertan be worth at least that? It's a fair point. It's a fair point. But, and I think if you were just to trade him for the sake, not for the sake of trading, but straight up, you were just like, oh, we want to get a couple more firsts, uh, et cetera. You could probably get value like that out there on the market. But what we're talking about is parlaying or Sertan being used as a sweetener to move up the draft board. And the reality is, He's the only hope of the Broncos having a trump card to getting a team that's kind of not really that interested in moving off that pick, wants to stay like the Bears, loves Caleb Williams. It's going to take an arm and a leg to get us off that. Oh, 
Patrick Sertan, that's your only hope. It's still far, though, Zach, from a guarantee. And I would even say it's probably still unlikely to happen because everything we're hearing, as much as Sean Payton and company might want to trade up, none of those three teams are really looking to risk losing out on one of the top three Qs. Well, Mike, it's a fair point you're making if you're talking about PS2 in a vacuum. He's mm-hmm. worth probably two first-round picks. But we're not talking about PS2 in a vacuum. We're talking about PS2 being included in a deal that the Broncos move up 11 spots from 12 to number one, getting a team to drop down that far and pass on who they might believe is a generational franchise quarterback. So that's why, and we talked about this, Scott and I did, the Bears, the Commanders, the Patriots, they have all the leverage. They don't want to move down. They can stay put, take their guy, and be happy. If the Broncos want to move up, they're going to say, listen, you overpay and you pay through the nose or you're not getting the pick. Indeed. James Moss jumping in, bro. Top rope super chat. Thank you, James. Thank you, bro. means a lot to us. Uh, we love your profile pic. Still rocking the, the, the brand-new Football Priest T-shirt. You are Prince. Everything you're doing to help support MHH, our show, and all the shows, it means a lot. It really does help us keep the lights on. So thank you, my friend. He says, I watched a lot of film over the weekend. I liked Bo Nix at first, which, by the way, hopefully some of that film, James, was all of the footage that Scott Kennedy got uh, at the Senior Bowl last week. So, guys, if you're when you get into the mood to kind of research some of these quarterbacks of the 2024 draft class, make sure you're subscribed to Scott Kennedy's channel because he's got a lot of the footage that you're not going to find anywhere else. He was there. Uh, And that's really all he was there for um, footage. He says, does James, I liked Bo Nix at first, but I love me some Spencer Rattler. Maybe we get him in the third. I just can't see us getting close to any of the top tier guys. Don't have enough ammo. See, that's the thing is I think in a normal season, Zach, in a normal year, Broncos would have still plenty of ammo to bargain a trade up. But even as Woody Page um, writes in his column, as many as 10 NFL teams are on the hunt for a quarterback in this draft. And so when demand's that high and supply is slim, you know, the cost, the price goes this way, goes up. And that's even more um, exacerbated, Zach, by the fact that the three teams sitting at the tippity top they all are amongst the 10 that need a quarterback. And who knows, for example, when a team like the Patriots, I know Belichick's gone, but when's the next time you're going to be picking in the top three? You know, Washington, whatever, Chicago, whatever, but still, that's a part of this. I can, you know, we can debate Spencer Rattler, his fit, his NFL projection. I could see him, like you said, with quarterback being such a, a valued commodity. I could see Rattler going in the second, similar to Drew Locke in uh, 2019. But there's three real scenarios that are realistic for the Broncos at quarterback in the draft. They either stay at 12 and take BPA. I know Scott hates that saying, but the best, the highest quarterback rated on their board. They can move back a few spots and take McCarthy, Knicks, Penix, whoever. Or they take someone else in the first round, they don't have a second round pick, and they wait until the third to graft, uh, grab a Rattler or a Pratt or a, a Milton or somebody else. So I don't prefer they go that route, Chad. I would want more of a blue chip quarterback in the pipeline, but I could see it happening. Of all the guys that are going to probably be taken, you know, day two, whether it's late day two, or early day three, I mean, most mocks I see of Rattler, even coming out of the senior bowl, have him as like a fourth round pick. 
Um, but of all the quarterbacks that are in that zone, you know, let's say late day two to early day three, Rattler's the guy I would see Zach with the most upside, not necessarily the most uh, likely to be uh, Dak Prescott at the next level, meaning unheralded in terms of his draft stock, but lands in the right situation with the right team, goes on to have success, and everyone's scratching their heads going, man, how did we miss that in the draft? Because this was a guy that was highly touted as a prep uh, prospect going into college, a lot of kind of behavioral stuff, on-field, off-field. It really hurt his stock. He never quite was able to kind of capitalize Zach on that reputation he had coming out of high school. But the talent is there. You know, on Rattler, it's just how far away is he from a coach, a coaching staff being able to turn him into a complete package? That's the big question, which is why he'll probably go somewhere late day two, early day three. If you don't take a cue in round one and you're the Broncos, that's one of the guys later on that I would say prioritize as a possibility. Rattler is an intriguing one because I see a lot of Chad Kelly in him, whereas the arm talent and the physical tools are not in question. It's between the eyeballs and the attitude and the, and the behavioral issues that you were talking about. Can you harness that and make him a franchise quarterback? I don't know, but I feel like Sean Payton has worked with lesser QBs and made chicken salad with them. So we'll see. Indeed. George jumping in. Thank you, George. He says, I agree with Zach. I think trade back and get a quarterback in round two or maybe round three who can, who we can make a franchise quarterback, Denver Rocks for life, MHH for life. I'm not sure that's exactly what you're asserting, Zach, but he likes that idea. What say you? It's not my preference, George, but I think it's it's more realistic than hoping the Broncos move up to one, two, or three, or even seven or eight. There's no QB that's going to be available. Like Jaden Daniels is not falling out of the top three, four, five. So yeah, if their guy is not on the board, if they're not sold on Nick, sold on Penix, move back, pick up a second rounder and take a, a player at another position of need of which there are many, Chad. And look, I'm still not off of the possibilities of Bo Nix being the right fit for Sean Payton. He didn't make the most of his senior bowl opportunity. He was kind of like, hey, all the scouts and draft Knicks that went to see uh, see how he would do last week were kind of like, yeah, that's about what we expected. Not necessarily were we surprised in any way. Uh, so you can look at that depending on you know the the lens with which you're looking at it. You can look at it as good or bad. I think right now it's mostly being viewed as a negative relative to his draft stock, but there's still a long row left to hoe in terms of the combine and pro days and you know teams having meetings with him, falling in love, the right coach saying, oh, this is my guy. I could see – I'm not completely off the notion, I guess, what I'm seeing here, Zach, of Bo Nix being there at 12 and, and perhaps still being the right fit for Sean Payton. We'll see Gary, legendary, mythical Mount Rushmore, super chat, superstar, member of our community. We love you, Gary. He says, good evening, MHH and Broncos country. Go Broncos, indeed. Thank you, Gary. And uh, yeah, about Bo Nix, Chad, I, I feel like a lot of people are overreacting to his senior bowl and kind of drawing narratives based on that. I do think he'll still test well throughout the pre-draft process. And who knows, he'll be in the mix at, at number 12, potentially. Yeah, I'm seeing, um, well, I'll put a pin in the Sam Bam. Brother, thank you. Jumping in again tonight, he says, it's been my understanding that Rattler had first round talent, but had attitude and chemistry with teammates issues he would need a good coach like Sean Payton to keep him in the rails Rattler in the third or fourth round 
you're pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much the book on him is, you know, a uh, first round arm with a fourth round brain type thing or, or character, whatever. I think mostly it was just imagine being like you're, you're a young senior in high school and everybody's, you're the man, you're the alpha. Everyone's telling you, you're going to be the next Patrick Mahomes. Uh, how easy it would be like putting myself in, in person like that's shoes to kind of buy into that and, and, and maybe too much. So to the point where you get to the next level, you're at Oklahoma, you're being coached by one of the, one of college football's perceived quarterback whisperers. And for some reason you're not turning into Patrick Mahomes. What the heck is going on? You're throwing fits, you're creating issues, you transfer, you end up in South Carolina. My biggest doubts with him is, well, not doubts, what happened at South Carolina? That's really what uh, the most recent Zach uh, material we have with which to analyze on the subject of Spencer Rattler, but there's no doubt he does have first-round aspects to his game. Sam, I 100% agree with the first couple sentences there. Where you kind of lose me, though, is Sean Payton keeping him on the rails. And why I say that is because Payton is going to be 61 in December. I don't think he wants to sit around and babysit a quarterback who may or may not turn out to be the franchise guy. Sean Payton wants to win now. He needs to win now. He failed with Russell Wilson. He has to get the quarterback pick. Correct. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Phil, brother, down in Tucson, we love you. Appreciate you. Good evening, he says. I just got a feeling that Rattler is going to surprise us on how high he winds up going. I don't care what we do, but doesn't make sense to get the seed and not have a farm. Hashtag Buckham MHS for life. Go Broncos. Yeah, I don't know. That might be something Zach, you and I disagree on a little bit. I think relative to Sean Payton, no, it might be up for debate how interested Sean Payton is in developing a young quarterback. I think that situation kind of dictates that that's kind of irrelevant in the sense that look, you're that's the situation you're in. Like you're moving on from Russ. You're not going back to a, a Band-Aid move. You're going to draft a quarterback. You kind of have to be ready and willing to develop him. But but the point Zach, I think, is trying to make, and you correct me if I'm wrong, my brother, is having to develop and deal with a personality that's not mature for, you know, mature on the vine, so to speak, ready for that situation to be developed, to work with a guy like Peyton and, and make the most of it. So that's one of the questions here, right? There's a difference between, say, developing a Bo Nix, or even if you were to trade up and get a Caleb Williams or any of the top three, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, a quarterback, Zach, who's dying and loves the opportunity to work with a Sean Payton and doesn't bring many character, if any, character concerns to the table versus a quarterback who may actually be on a similar level talent-wise with those guys, but is going to take some additional massaging and some long-suffering and patience to kind of grow him up, so to speak. Well, the other point I was going to make was Sean Payton wants what in a quarterback, Chad? He wants a quarterback to play in structure, on schedule, to be kind of pro-ready and know his assignments, get the ball out. I don't see that in Spencer Rattler. I think he needs a lot of coaching, especially year one. He's still very green, and then all the other stuff you have to worry about between the years. Maybe we do disagree. I just think that Sean would prefer more of a blue-chip quarterback prospect if he can land one. Yeah, that, on that, okay, so, so it's more me not perceiving what you were saying correct. Definitely. I think Sean Payton has to know at this point, Zach, that 
you know, we talked about this before on the show, whatever honeymoon grace period he was given as the big name, you know, former Super Bowl champion head coach uh, that was hired by the Broncos a year ago, that is over. And not just because they went eight and nine in year one, but because, you know, you started off on an historically bad footing. Then you battle back, you squander the battling back to not only miss the playoffs, but then you bench Russell Wilson in a move that kind of was ham-fisted, not very well. Um, what's a good way? Not a, not a, not explained very well. Not uh, not kind of anticipated in a sense where you prepared the the media and the fan base for such a move. And so I think the bloom is off the rose, and I think Sean Payton knows that. He might be getting Zach assurances from the Walton Penner group that everything's cool. We, we believe in you. Do your thing. We know it's going to take time to you know, continue turning the ship around. But he's also the same guy that at the podium when he was announcing that the Broncos had made a quarterback change on a Wednesday. Uh, yeah, if, on a Wednesday, announcing there's a change, getting the questions about it, and him saying, look, you know, it's it's the best football decision for our team. It's a football decision. And look, if I don't make this decision now and do something now, it could be a different guy standing up here talking to you this time next year. So he recognizes that, which goes back to what you're saying. In a perfect world, if Sean Payton can control the variables, yes, he wants a quarterback that is more day one ready than necessarily having to go, you know, BPA at 12, uh, third round Spencer Rattler, and let's kind of hope for the best. And at least we've got, uh, you know, Jarrett Stidham just in case. What do we know about Sean Payton after one year? As a certainty, he has a big ego. He has a lot of pride. And just like Russell Wilson, his reputation is being blackened since his time with the Broncos because it's how it's gone so far. Russell Wilson is a direct reflection on Sean Payton's coaching ability. He's known as this guru, quarterback whisperer, one of the best coaches of this generation. It didn't really work out. I, I think he wants a little bit of a safer bet if he's going to hitch his wagon to someone else's star again. Indeed. All right, guys, we are at uh, we're approaching 40 minutes tonight. It's been a great conversation so far. Time just flies when you're having fun and talking, talking shop, so to speak, with your friends. I love it. Um, Jeremy Sean in the house, too. I'm seeing in the chat. So good to see you. String guy, any questions? Get them in the chat. We'll get them up. I might have missed it, but we'll keep an eye out uh, for, for one from you specifically. Um, okay, Zach, on the subject of uh, Spencer Rattler, I just want to dial it back real quick. Me saying, hey, what's the latest sample we have from Spencer Rattler? Aside from, obviously, what he did last week at the Senior Bowl. After transferring from Oklahoma to South Carolina for the Gamecocks, how did he perform? I'm going to answer that. So 2022, he uh, passed for thirty-two, uh, 3, 000, just over 3,000 yards, 18 touchdowns, 12 picks. This past season in the SEC, 31, just under 3,200 yards passing, Zach, 19 touchdowns, eight picks. Uh, really high college quarterback ratings across the board. How much does SEC level of competition factor into him going from, hey, I passed for 28 touchdowns to seven picks uh, in, in my second season at Oklahoma to you know, finishing his collegiate career or punctuating it maybe is a better way with 19? 
Well, the competition is always important. You don't want them facing the Wisconsin Whitewaters of the uh, of the college ranks, Chad. But it's it's really about if you have it or if you don't. The the God given physical abilities, and I don't even mean his arm or anything like that. I mean his processing, his mental acuity, how he can compose himself. He can if he can be a leader at the professional level. Those are the concerns I have with Rattler. I'm sure Sean Payton would love the competition that he went up against, though. So Jeremy says, "Hey, look, both Bo Nix and." Spencer Rattler had some football rehab at their second schools. Both seemed to have gotten it together. So that's a reminder. Bo Nix did not begin his collegiate career at Oregon. Also a, uh, an SEC guy. I don't know. How much have you heard Zach about Rattler? Rat, let's just say Rattler's maturation process. I agree with the comment. I think he settled down and maturing as a 20 something would, but there's always the the possibility of a, of a, what's the word I'm looking for of a relapse in terms of attitude. Look at Chad Kelly, Chad. We all thought it was under control and he was on the verge of maybe getting the starting job in Denver. Then he goes out on Halloween and gets into a fight with the guy with a vacuum cleaner. There's always the possibility that the, the shoe is going to drop. And I don't want that possibility with a quarterback that I'm maybe handing the keys of the franchise over to. Yeah. Uh, I want to grab this from, from string guy and then follow it up with something. Jeremy says here, uh, string guy says, I think the big question about Bo Nix, So sh- shifting gears back to Nick's, is how he'll handle pressure uh, and his arm strength. I see his accuracy as very good, kind of like a Brock Purdy. I would take a chance on Knicks or J.J. McCarthy. So that has been one of, I won't say a knock, but a question. It's been one of the questions about Knicks' game is, hey, when the when you are pressured, how do you perform? And not only that from a decision-making process, but when the ball needs to get there you know, with some zip, do you have the ability to put that mustard on it? Jeremy says, well, did anyone watch the senior bowl? Bo Nix had a 60-yard flea flicker, hit his receiver in the hands, and he dropped it. It was his only incompletion. No problem with arm strength. So where do you come down on that subject, Zach, of, of Nix and his relative arm? It's it's important. It's impressive. And I, I saw a completion he had in the end zone. Uh, it was perfectly placed. It's it's never the arm strength. It's uh it's how day one ready is he? How much uh, development is he going to need in year one? But we talked about mo- mobility and both Knicks and McCarthy have the ability to use their legs. They're not Lamar Jackson, but they can move. They can get out of pressure. They can climb the pocket. They can get out of trouble. How often this season did Russell Wilson, because he lost that physical ability, he lost the most of the playmaking use of his legs. How often did he find himself under pressure or on the ground or being sacked? That was a big deal breaker for Sean Payton that I think he'd fall in love with, with either Knicks or McCarthy. Yeah, I go back to the word that Scott used uh, to describe the ideal Sean Payton quarterback, and that is a robot, not in the mindless, brainless sense, you know, or slave type sense, but in this, in the idea of he's robotic in that you can count on a robot to be where he's supposed to be and kind of do what he's supposed to do. And the best quarterbacks in the NFL, there is a robotic nature to what they do, like their, their process uh, how they make decisions, how they uh, read the field, all the way down through their technique. And Russell Wilson, there really hasn't ever been, I'll, I'll say this, if there was anything robotic about Russ during his 
10 years in Seattle anyway, it was, he was just a guy that you could always, you maybe wouldn't know how to anticipate it shaking out exactly. But when the chips were down, he would find a way in almost a robotic sense. Like he could not be stopped like Optimus prime. I'll take you all on. He just had that stubbornness to go down. He find a way, but in the sense of what Sean Payton's looking for pocket presence, you know, make your reads, uh, maximize the guys around you, make sure you're actually running off the playbook. All those things. That's not necessarily Russ's strong suit. And a guy like Bo Nix, Probably no problem. Who also has some athleticism to his game, as you mentioned. Uh, McCarthy, I'm not as sure of. Uh, I think Drake May. I think basically any of those, we'll say even Michael Penix, I think, would be good relative to the, to the maybe not so much Jaden Daniels, but to the idea of the robot that Sean Payton kind of prioritizes. Yeah, because Russ lost that in his legs, he became robotic with the Broncos in the sense that it was one read, it was nothing in the middle of the field, and if he scrambled, it was horizontal, never vertical, and he got into more trouble. So that's what I do like about mobile quarterbacks. Jaden Daniels is probably a pipe dream, but Bo Nix, McCarthy, I can talk myself into because they have that second layer of their game, Chad. True. We've got the Duchess checking in, Michaela Parker with the generous super. Thank you, Michaela. Michaela, in case you missed it, we're doing the raffle for the January jersey on Thursday night, just FYI. Thank you for the super chat tonight. She says, just wanted to say, MHH rocks. We love you. Thank you, Michaela. You rock so hard. Thank you, Michaela. Uh, George Fox jumping in to say, <coughs> pardon me, I like the Tennessee quarterback, Joe Milton third. He has a great arm and looked good at the senior bowl. And he's a big guy. Yeah. But he's another one of those, uh, you know, you didn't get your guy in round one. So you take a flyer in round three or four guys. Uh, he's not a round one caliber guy because he's still got a lot left uh, to develop and he's still pretty raw. This is Scott's guy, though. We were talking about this on last night's podcast. He doesn't want Michael Pratt. I don't think he wants Spencer Rattler. Uh, he's a Milton guy. And again, if if that's where the Broncos go, it's not the sexy uh, route is trading back in round one, stockpiling some capital or draft pick, Scott, and then taking your quarterback in round three. If that's where they go, if Sean Payton signs off and Sean, we trust. What do you think? And Scott, show me with, with the fingers, with the round of that you see Milton landing. Yeah, third round. So probably the same for Spencer Rattler in, unless he has some huge uh, stock. I mean, unless – obviously his stock, Zach, has improved by virtue of the Senior Bowl. That's a good thing for him. Sometimes we in the media kind of jump the shark <clears throat> and make too much of a prospect, especially a quarterback, improving his stock at a function like the Senior Bowl or the Combine or something like this. And believe it or not, there are also times where we don't make enough of it, uh, where the quarterback really go, does a lot more behind the closed doors of the NFL front offices to improve their stock than we maybe foresaw. And he ends up going way higher uh, than projected. It wouldn't completely shock me, <clears throat> Zach, if Rattler went higher than, say, round three, but that's about where I see him going. It's it, what seems more tantalizing to you, Broncos country chat, everyone. I'm going to give you two options. Penix and Jared Stidham or Bo Nix and Jared Stidham or Joe Milton and Jared Stidham or Michael Pratt and Jared Stidham or Spencer Rattler and Jared Stidham. Again, it's all subjective. It's a matter of what Sean Payton wants. His is, is the opinion that all that counts. 
But I'd rather go for the the blue chip guy if I could, Chad, like Drake May. I would as well. But if you're saying you missed, there just wasn't a guy there for you at 12. You didn't believe in Knicks. You didn't believe in uh, McCarthy or uh, Penix. And by the time you're back on the clock in the third round, those guys are gone. I would prefer, say, a Rattler over uh, Pratt and even over a Milton. Although, I got to spend more time watching the Tennessee quarterback. Dutch is jumping in again. Love you. She says, I heard North Carolina quarterback, most commonly projected as the number two overall pick, Drake May, is falling and will be within reach. Is this true? What are you uh, hearing on this front, Zach? I was looking to see if I can grab something to be hyperbolic and say, Michaela, I will eat this on camera if Drake May falls to number 12. That is my QB1, arguably, in this class. And I know it's controversial, but I think that May is a better fit for Sean Payton than even Caleb Williams would be. I would be head over heels. I would run the pick to the podium if he's there, or even at you know, 9, 10, 11, 12, where you can trade up. I just I don't see him falling, Chad. I, I just don't see it happening. And plus, what may what has happened in the interim that may have affected his stock? Nothing. He hasn't he, he's not at the senior bowl. There hasn't been a combine yet. Like what could have taken him from top two, top three consideration to suddenly on the, on the decline. Yeah. We need to find, I, I haven't heard anything on that front, Michaela, uh, but I'll keep a, I'll keep my ear to the floor and ask around on that. So we shall see, we shall see. But I think Drake may is one of those quarterbacks that, uh, I mean, if he did fall to Sean Payton at number 12 overall, it would be the dream dude. I mean, I don't see it happening, but he'd be one of the, I think better quarterback fits for Sean Payton. I would absolutely be doing cartwheels live on camera if that happened. So, but hopefully you guys will see that soon. But guys, we're uh, about out of time here. So before we dip on out, we got a few messages for you. So don't leave anything burning. They'll get it in the chat. We'll grab it right before we dip out. But Zach's got something to say. Yes, sir. Another great episode of the Mile High Huddle podcast. If you're not doing so, please follow us on X formerly known as Twitter at the MHH pod. You can follow the main account at mile high huddle Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL and Scott, our producer at scout Kennedy. If you guys want some MHH merch, you know what it is, where it is MHHmerch.com, and get you some. If you haven't, please drop us a like at facebook.com slash mile high huddle pod. You can find us on Instagram at mile underscore high underscore huddle. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure you're leaving your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every single month. But if anything, y'all, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans. That's right. You guessed it. Just like you. Um, by the way, I think I found the source of Michaela's question here. Um I'm I'm reading here from a uh, Tony Catalina of Pro Football Network who writes, let's see, according to Lance Zerline. So let me go to Zerline. What's he saying here? Zerline on Twitter, trending. One NFL evaluator told Lance Zerline that he thinks Drake May could be the quarterback that falls in this year's draft. Uh, according to, uh, he told, apparently Daniel Jeremiah may is currently projected to go anywhere from the first overall pick to number three in the draft. Could he fall close quote? So that's where this is coming from. Zach is one evaluator 
one league scout or one league personnel person could be a scout, could be a GM, could be an executive floating to Zerline that may could fall. And to me, that smacks of a team that uh, is outside the top three, basically trying to torpedo this cat's draft stock to have a snowball's chance of, of landing him. I was going to say, it sounds like George Payton is uh, putting out that that nasty work to get May to fall to 12, but you're right. This is this is lying season, Chad. It's deception season, and I wouldn't be surprised if what you said uh, turned out to be the case. David, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. And he's, he's all about J.J. McCarthy. Uh, we shall see how things turn out. Uh, Ronk's all about J.J. McCarthy as well. Very interesting. We'll see. We'll see. I do need to probably spend a little bit more time watching this kid, but what I have spent and obviously watching him the last couple of years at, at Michigan in some of the bigger games, um, I'm, I'm not sold. But, guys, love you. Appreciate each and every one of you for being with us tonight. A mile-high salute and a special, uh, some special love and respect to the great Super Chat superstars and supporters this evening. Michaela, David McElrath, Lawrence Rivera, the Ronk, Mike Edel, Sam Bam, uh, James Moss going big, George Fox, Gary Palmer, Phil McLaughlin. Love each and every one of you. And remember, when Zach and I are back Thursday night, we're going to do the Jersey Raffles. It's going to be a gas. Can't wait to be there with you guys. And we'll see what happens on the uh, you know rumor front between now and then, Zach. Heck, we might even get something shake loose on the rust front. You know, after all, January was it eighth or ninth? Still more than a couple of weeks ago, Sean Payton and company stood at their podium for their end of season presser saying, yeah, this isn't going to be a long drawn out thing with Russ. And yet here we are. Yeah. Russ, Russ watch continues on. Hopefully we have some news for you on Thursday, but we'll, we'll see you then have a great start to your week. Take care. And as always go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.